What's up, guys? Sam Tagger with the DDD Podcast, and we got Abby Buckmiller. She is the former owner of Empire Solar, which unfortunately did not have a fun ending. But what's so cool is the lessons learned are often sometimes in the darkest of moments. And she's going to be dropping some fire here. And she has had a really cool comeback. And it's fun just to get female entrepreneurs on here. So if you are a woman entrepreneur, super inspiring, she now helps consult and coach and looks for helping on EPC side and such. So if you're somebody that is a Needing support there, reach out to Abby. She's awesome. And uh, guys, if not, we have our trainings freaking all the time where we have our coaches, our consultants, our traveling trainers, our people that really are there designed to help you level up. And whether you do it virtually through our online training platform, DDD University, or you come to one of our business boot camps, guys, I would highly, highly recommend getting more and more involved, not being somebody that's just a passive listener, but being an action taker, being somebody that's like going out there and getting it, getting dirty, getting in the trenches, investing in yourself. And uh, that's really how you guys go level up. So without further ado, let's bring these guys on. Jonathan Gibbs here at DoorDoorCon 6 with Abby Buckmiller. This is such a treat. I'm so excited. So, so am I. So this is actually going to be fun for me because, and along with the people that are that are watching this, I actually don't know the answers to any of these questions <laughs> yet because um, we haven't spent any time together last year. What have, what have you been up to last, last uh, 12 months? Last 12 months have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I started consulting solar companies okay. primarily which has been really, really fun. Okay. Um, able to impart a lot of my own lessons learned, share the value, help companies that have been in, you know, similar spaces that I've been in before. And yeah, so I that's love been that. really rewarding. Yeah. Um, also, we just recently launched our new site survey as a service company called Radical Services. Yeah, so Radical, so the name of the company is called? Yeah, Radical. Radical, um, what regions are you in? Right now we're in Texas. We have 900 bookable survey spots not getting taken today, so we need to drive some sales. Yeah, that's We're huge. also in Florida and we're in California. This is great because uh, site surveys is, I mean, both of us have run a lot of companies. Yeah. It's, um, if you don't have enough volume, it can be just a, a loss, a center of loss, right? Absolutely. You're, it can cost $150, $200 to send one person out in a yeah. remote area to get the site survey. So if you can get it as a service and get it reliable from a company that knows what they're doing, it can be a huge value and it can actually be a lot cheaper than doing it in-house. Absolutely. We ran a report uh, showing a lot of costs from a lot of the companies I've been working with. And on average, companies are paying over $700 to 1000 in some cases per survey. The problem is you're running two different logistical operations, right? You're running your installation org, but you're also running these site surveys. Yeah. So as your sales fluctuate, you have your costs that are never really on point yeah. and consistent. All the soft costs. So to be able moving. to say to a, a, a company owner, a solar company owner, hey, you can actually predict and expect standard costs on this survey process and you can launch into a new market and test the market for sales within a week or two. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I, I, I think that's great. Um, let's, uh, let, can, we, can we talk about some personal stuff? Please do. Okay, so um, we have a lot of salesmen and women that watch this podcast and you know, January is a season of a lot of people that have started over. Either they've um, they've transitioned from pest control to solar, or some of them have transitioned from solar to pest, right? To go yeah. backwards. Yeah. Maybe they started with a new company. Um, but the idea of like starting over, right? right. Like right. In, a, in a new thing from scratch, sometimes feeling all alone. This is a hard thing that a lot of people go through that so you are no stranger to over no. uh, the last 18 months. Talk to, talk to me about this process of starting over and what you're learning from it right now. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you actually gave me some good advice as a friend and said, you know, sometimes the 
redirection is a gift and sometimes you can sing a new song, right? I'm going to, I'm going to quote you poorly, but it, it, it's, it resonated with me at the time and it resonates with me now. Mm. And I spent the last year to a year and a half in some interesting places in my mind, you know, because I wouldn't say that I had it all or that I was on the top, right? Um, but I really got my world rocked. And I think starting over at the beginning for me looked a lot like I had attached my entire identity yeah. as a person yeah. to a business that no longer existed. Um, and I really lost my sense of self for a minute, which is crazy because I've always you know, thought of myself as being so confident in who I was. And I found myself going, should I, am I supposed to be an entrepreneur? Am I supposed to be a leader? Yeah. Um, what am I here on this earth for? I knew enough through the experiences and wins that I had that I do have a strong purpose that I'm here for something. And so a lot of time alone, a lot of time getting to know myself over again um, and really walking into a path based on this feels very good and fully in alignment and I'm not sacrificing anything was just so important to me um, in the starting over process. And so were there it's some raw. things you did or read? Were there experiences that sort of helped you with this discovery? Because yeah. this last year for me has really been a lot of, of self-discovery. So I'm really interested, like, yeah. what kind of things created that self-discovery for you? You know, I think the best advice that I would give um, was in a matter of or in a position of not knowing what I wanted next or maybe even what I really want. Um, I started the process of writing down journaling and taking account of the things that I did not want. And I know that I don't want this in my life. I know that I don't want to feel as though, you know, I have these blocks or these limitations and I know that I never want to feel this again. Yeah. And suddenly it started to come to life for me that I did know what I wanted through that process of taking stock of the things that I did not. And I would say that's a really good process. I'd that's recommend. really good. Like, like, sorry with the, what you know, what you know what that makes me think of. It makes me think of like, the statue of David and uh, Da Vinci was asked, like, I think it was, I think it was Michelangelo actually was asked, like, how, how did he sculpt um, the statue of David? And he said, the statue of David was always there. I just chipped away the pieces that weren't the statue of David. That got me. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, that's really amazing. Talk to me about, because for so many people, especially in sales with the rejection and the emotional highs and lows, the, the, the battle that we're really fighting all the time is in our mind. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the entrepreneur fights that all the time. Um, have you discovered uh, things over the last 18 months that have helped you win that battle of the mind? Like, what is... Absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, most of my existence is me versus me and my me versus my mind because I very much can get stuck in loops of overthinking um, and entrepreneurship brings out the best of me in that way and also the worst of me in that way. Um, meditation from a, just an easy answer that just means so much to me. I've had the most profound experiences over this past year um, through exploring and deepening my love and my practice of meditation. And to, So know, what does meditation mean to you? Because that's a big, it's like this big term. It's a huge term. That actually means, uh, I actually did a study on meditation years ago. So it, it comes from, so the Hebrew word, Meditate actually means to mumble, to literally say over and over and over. Wow. And that comes from the Eastern methodology too of like when the monks would like, they would meditate on a word or a phrase for like years. Wow. 
What does meditation mean to you? Like when you say meditate, what does that look like? Well, it's funny because I've always been someone that said, I can't meditate because I can't quiet my mind, right? Okay. And so for me, the lean in happened when I leaned in through breath work. So specifically okay. signing up through a breath work exercise and allowing myself uh, to go through the breath work process. So which, meditating starts by changing your physical body first. Absolutely. And then your me. mind. Absolutely. Then what? It's taken my... I would say just signing up for those opportunities, like trying something new, going through the breathwork process. And, you know, a few different key moments happened during very deep breathwork exercises. I'm going to sound a little weird in this moment. That's no, okay. it, does not, it does not weird um, at all. Where I actually, you know, was able to envision people um, who I had, you know, a lot of wounds around. And I was able to feel as though I was tapping into their own pain and their own drivers. And Anytime you're able to pull yourself out of the situation and see it from another perspective, it's, you know, the, the biggest gift in the world. Um, and it wasn't until I had a few of those and they were just so profound for me that I went, I'm going to daily try to put in my headphones and try just the typical, you know, meditation type guided. And, and it's a practice. It's like anything else. And oh, yeah. I, they teach us the uh, Navy SEALs yeah. and deep water. Dive. I mean, this is how they teach people to hold their breath for like three to 10 minutes. Wild. Is by calming their thoughts and actually slowing down their pulse and their heart rate to where their body consumes less oxygen That's for crazy. three to 10 minutes at a time. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really Our bodies is. are amazing. So meditation, um, maybe one more, one more thing that helped you overcome the battle of the mind. <laughs> um, I would say learning to have the same extreme empathy that I have for other people for myself. Oh, this is so good. So hard. Uh, <laughs> I, this is so good. All right. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people are going to connect to this. So I'm, I'm excited for you to share more on this, which is we tend to judge ourselves harder yeah. than other people. Some of the best performers I had at Lumio or Smart Energy today, I would literally say like, just treat yourself like you treat your people right now because you're right. such a good manager <laughs> and you're being so hard on yourself. You would right. never treat anybody on your team this way. Right. How, so what helped you move from intellectually recognizing that to doing it in practice? Hmm. You know, I think I had to go to the drawing board a little bit and I had to put myself in positions where I was able to remind myself of my strengths, my creative spark, those areas where I'm like, I you, you got to give it to yourself like that. I'm good at this. And I had yeah, to just positive put self-talk. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you put yourself in so many arenas every day where you're learning on the fly and you're, you suck at whatever it is you're doing until you get better. Right. And so years and years of applying that pressure to yourself paired with the, um, inevitable self-doubt that comes with, um, oh man, I forgot the term syndrome. Oh, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, yeah. you know, and then when you have a failure, you go, that voice maybe was right all along. Right. And so, um, taking stock of those things and reminding myself, not hearing it from any external sources, but reminding myself, this feels good. This is, this is where I'm supposed to be. I can see my own strengths, talents, abilities, and also my massive heart as a value instead of beating myself up for it sometimes. That's really beautiful. Let's, uh, let's. Listen, I, I, we got to do a longer podcast. We need to get in a room, do a longer podcast. This has been a lot of fun. Um, be good to yourself. Uh, if you, if you were the best sales rep in your organization and you had tons of potential and you wanted this sales rep to have a great 
experience and a long-term career with you, how would you treat and talk to that person? Talk to yourself that way. Be, be kind to yourself. That's really True. good. So 2023, good. be good to yourself. Abby Buckmiller, door-to-door con six. Thank you.